What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Answering Questions from Reddit, and welcome back to Mental Health Casual. I'm your host, Lucky. Today, we're doing the usual thing. We're going over to a subreddit that has to do with mental health and getting our reaction to some of the stuff on here. We're going over to an old familiar one, Al-Anon or Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, typical um, typical thing. I mean, I, li- I just like how there is a subreddit that's also called Alcoholics Anonymous, and there's this one with the... Uh, with the dude i don't remember anything from english class dude what do you call that shit like conjugation i don't know anyway uh a shortened way to say it so uh anyway we're just gonna pretend that didn't happen right there and we're gonna go ahead and go here um not a good night last night all i need right now is a safe space to get this out put it in the world so that i don't have to carry it around with me for the rest of the day actually funny i i just want to stop right there just for a quick second i mean i think that is really important that's why like journaling is so important or whatever it is that's why these vlogs for me are so vlogs sorry podcasts for me are so important uh to get out this whatever is bothering you to get it out in the world dude it is so it, it's a it's a, like another level of of relief um, obviously there's other things you have to do along with it, but man, it's just, it feels so good to just put it on paper, to put it in a video, to just get it out of your system. So, um, my husband is my, is what my husband is my cue. He is an alcoholic. I'm, uh, uh, I'm struggling today during the week. If Q is busy with work, he starts drinking at bang on 5 PM. He is, if he has a lighter schedule, it begins with wine at lunch. If it's a weekend, he can finish a bottle of wine at lunch, and he, as he says, maintain the buzz until 5 p.m., which is when the vodka comes in, uh, into it. He doesn't start showing that he's drunk until he's into the second bottle of wine. He's a pro. He can hold his liquor for a long time, but the vodka st- uh, seals the deal. He, quote-unquote, falls asleep, a beautiful fiction he's created for himself in his living room cha- uh, chair and comes to bed. Sometimes his breath is revolting. We have a puppy who is being a puppy. When bored, the puppy chews everything. A few weeks ago, the puppy chewed the back of my chair besides... Beside which my cue was asleep, uh, slept. My cue heard nothing. The back of the chair was destroyed, now held together with electrical tape. Last night, it was my couch shredded again while cue slept. I yelled at the puppy, but but it was cue I was yelling at. I'm exhausted of no sex, of bad breath, of complete disregard for his health. I'm exhausted of playing along with his fiction, of listening to the same story for the fourth, fifth, sixth time. I'm embarrassed. I chose him. I chose an alcoholic. I'm deeply in love with this man, but my loathing of him this morning brings tears to my eyes. I am not leaving my queue. I know that, but I'm exhausted and angry and embarrassed. And I say the serenity prayer again. Um, the serenity prayer is very uh, popular. I can't, God, dude, I can't remember what it is off the top of my, I think it's about like accepting what it, it, it's a, it's a, it's an, it's a pretty common uh, one in Alcoholics Anonymous. I can't remember what the hell it is off the top of my head. Uh, God, it's like, it, it, it's like, uh, God help me accept the things that, are and I, I can't remember exactly what the what the hell uh the serenity prayer exactly says god grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change courage to change the things i can and wisdom to know the difference that that kind of thing and then there's a full version as well there you go um i i'd heard it a lot there's a person um at my old church that uh, was also an alcohol well okay sorry when i say also he, he was an addict as well as me uh but he was an alcoholics anonymous and he, he talks about the serenity prayer quite a bit so that's the only reason why i know it's very common it's very common in um in alcoholics anonymous at least from what i heard i'm not i'm not completely sure about that i just happened to say that because i knew a couple people in alcoholics anonymous that use that a lot uh but you know you can use it for pretty much anything so yeah i mean this is this is always tough right because when we choose our partners right i mean especially if you're in a long uh, lifelong relationship well okay 
sorry, let me let me rephrase that. When you're in a relationship where you guys both promise for this is lifelong uh, death till you part, uh, it's hard because you've accepted everything about that person, right? You're you're you you you're assuming that you know this person, that you know who this person is, but it's usually not until we get married to these people sometimes that it becomes a it it just it becomes a different story, right? Sometimes people, and sometimes people get better. Like, don't get me wrong. There are some people that just step up to the plate, but man, it is, it is really tough for people in, um, I don't know, man. It, it's really tough for some people to deal with, um, I'm just going to look at one thing here. Um, it's tough for people to deal with, uh, what, what would you say? The the fact that this person wasn't the same person that you believed before. And by the way, I just figured out right now that Al-Anon is not exactly the same thing as Alcoholics Anonymous. Al-Anon is the people that are uh, related or are family members or the, you know, obviously the people um, married to the, the, the addicts. So, um, I guess this Q thing must have a running theme in this. I'm not too sure where the whole Q thing comes from, but, uh, cause then I, when I looked that up, it just turned into QAnon. I'm like, that's not exactly the same thing. Um, <laughs> let's see here, but yeah, it's, it's tough when you think, you know, this person and then all of a sudden they become something, cause that's the real thing, right? When you become drunk, you become a different person. Um, not all the time you do you deviate too much off. You know, I mean, there are some people that I know where they get drunk and they're pretty much the same person, um, just with some exaggerations. But there are definitely a lot more times where, especially when you get blacked out drunk, you're a completely different person. You you don't like there's nothing. You're just you're so different uh, than you really are. So well, let's go over here. Put my big girl pants on and told them the truth. I have posted on here before and have read all the posts for for weeks now. My cue is my fiance. What is a Q, dude? I'm trying to figure out what the hell is. I guess the Q would be the person who is. The, who is. Man, dude, I'm learning all kinds of fucking. <laughs> I'm learning all kinds of new words, bro. What does Q mean in Al Anon? Uh, quit taking it. What the f qualifier? Oh, enabler. Okay, using improved I believe qualifier is a way to anonymously refer to the person who brings you to Al-Anon. And enabler is often used to describe people like myself who, at one point, thought I was helping. Okay, okay, dude. I don't. I don't know. I, I just. I, I guess I get what what the was talking about. I just. I was just like, what the fuck is this? Uh, my cue is my fiance never gets drunk, but drinks more than I'm prepared to put up with. Been having the same conversation for 18 months. Uh, he'll cut back, not stop, but never does. Um, today he texted and said we needed to talk about our future soon, sooner rather than later. So I told him the truth. We don't have a future. He drinks too much and he can't stop. It's always going to be the elephant in the room. Relapses will cause resentment and then it's going to uh, it's better to stop, stop it now. I wished him well, told him I'd join Al-Anon meetings and that he'll only stop when it's right for him. It was difficult. I'd have I'd had the message typed for three hours, but it's gone. Uh, it's gone now. I might not have put the mess uh, put messages on here, but thank you to everyone who posted. You've helped me. That's good. You know, listen for people that are 
um, struggling with that. You know, it's up to you whether or not you want to. And it, that's a lot of responsibility. Like, I get that. But it is really up to you whether or not you want to keep going with this. If you don't want to keep going with it, that's fine. Listen, there are some people who fucking drink too much. I know quite a few of them. I was one of them. You know, I couldn't have met. Dude, if I would have made the mistake of actually dating while I was that getting that hammered, dude. Oh, my God. And, you know, I did. I did kind of, right? My my last girlfriend about, like, four or five years ago. I don't remember how long it was, actually, now, now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, she, like, she had to see me at the same time. And, you know, she, it's not like she didn't drink either, but... Um, I was definitely the the more uh, addict of that 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 group, which makes sense. But um, yeah, dude, it it gets to the point sometimes where you, you know, especially if somebody's telling you like, listen, this is not good for you. It, it's tough sometimes to hear that because you just think they're being a party pooper, right? You're just like, oh yeah, you just you just uh, you just hate fun, you know? You just you're trying to stop my fun, all this stuff. And once you start equating drinking with fun. It becomes very tough to quit it because you start thinking, oh, I need to take a load off. I need to do this. I need to do that. That's not the same thing as having fun, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it's almost it, it almost becomes a prerequisite for your fun. You know what I mean? It's not actually fun. If you think about it in, in retrospect, it's not actually fun to drink. It's fun to get drunk. And drinking is a prerequisite to getting drunk. But is it really fun to be drunk? You know, it's fun to do things while being drunk. So then it becomes a prerequisite to your fun. Once it starts becoming a prerequisite to your fun, it becomes a necessity. And once it becomes a necessity, it's an addiction. So, yeah, it's, oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's tough reading some of these because you're like, man, I really feel for some of these people or for all these people. Uh, my cue is trying so hard, but I fear it won't be enough is the next post. Two weeks ago, she almost killed herself at the end of a, a binging spree. She ran out of booze for two days and knew I wouldn't pitch in. She drank everything that was in the house and could get uh, and get and could get with change, including paint. Th oh, paint thinner we had found stored in a vodka bottle. I think she forgot it wasn't actually booze. So yeah, she survived. Was forced to spend a few days in a mental ward. I snapped and I finally told her best friend since high school about her alcoholism. He had no idea, and he, so I understood, gave her an earful until she cried. On one hand, it seems that maybe maybe it finally hit home how close she is of dying from this disease. By worry, she's going to find, again, excuses on how to minimize how bad it is to herself. Right now, I can tell she's craving. Uh, right now, I can tell she's craving bad, and she's fighting them so hard. She won't admit to me, though, and I'm worried uh, saying anything about it will make it worse. I have to go to a weekend shift this week. I'm so afraid finding her drunk when I get home, but I'm even more afraid of her being, well, I can't imagine life without her. She's one reason why I'm glad why I gladly work my ass off to be able to provide a home for us to home to come home to her to be able to love her even if the disease makes her forget how much she matters I just don't know I just wanted to vent at least uh, her best friend is now also holding her accountable it's not just me being controlling when I beg her not to drink I just pray it's enough yeah I mean listen good for you on on approaching her best friend um, I think that's always a good thing once you because it can't it this is why like you really a community is really needed in a lot of these cases, because once you get into a community together, which is a lot easier now that we have like Facebook and, you know, all these social media apps and, uh, you know, everybody's got each other's phone numbers and all that stuff. I mean, it's so much easier to to get to some of these things now. And, you know, at least for for me, I, I just you know, just relying on one person to solve your every need, like, you know, for people that are married is a lot to ask of one person. You know what I mean? It's really tough to ask of one person. So now that, 
you know, not once you get married, it's like, it's not just a, an excuse to run away from the community. I mean, if anything, it's, it's more, it, it's definitely a bigger reason to make a community, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, they, these, these always break my heart whenever I have to hear it. Cause dude, I, I mean, I know I put my family through a lot as well, through my drinking and through my uh, pot smoking as well. Uh, and you know, the people around me. So, you know, to, to read some of these, it's probably, I mean, I'm sure my mom could probably relate to a lot of this stuff as well. Um, you know, there, there's so many embarrassing nights and all that kind of stuff that, that uh, I have to deal with. So uh, let's go over the next post here. I always suspect he's been drinking. Uh, my husband has a longer history of struggling with addiction. He OD'd on cocaine and heroin in May of 2019 and almost died. Had two strokes of, uh, as a result of, and had to relearn to walk and eat and talk, etc. He stopped hard drugs but then switched to heavier drinking, culminating in a uh, totaled car and DUI in a, December 2019. You know, that's always really tough. Sorry, this is me talking now, not just the, the post. I, dude, I mean, that's that's what happens, dude, because, you know, we're fed this lie that, oh, alcohol, well, okay, it's not exactly a lie, but alcohol is, is, is a socially accepted drug, right? Everybody just accept it, accepts it for what it is, man. And it's, it's, it's one of the biggest things that I hate is when people talk about, oh, we need to illegalize this, we need to illegalize this. It's like, bro, some of those, like, quote, unquote, hard drugs are not nearly as destructive as alcohol are not nearly as destructive as alcohol, you know? And listen, I don't want to, like, I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, weed's not destructive. Or, you know, these people that say, like, oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with weed. Uh, there's a lot of things wrong with weed, actually. <laughs> but they're a lot more self-destructive than destructive. Although, you know, there are, there have been incidents where people have taken lives because uh, they were they were driving on the influence of uh, marijuana as well. But, you know, when you look at the outward toll that alcohol has on people around, on uh, the people around alcoholics, it's way tougher to say. I mean, you know, and a lot of it is pretty similar to the way that like cocaine or any of these, well, even then cocaine, uh, if anything, it's more self-destructive. Um, but yeah, man, I, it always, it always annoys me that alcohol is just seen as this, oh, it's a, it's an alternative to drugs. It's like, no, it's a drug that's just as destructive as any other drug out there, man. Like, what are you talking about? Oh man. Yeah. So it always pisses me off whenever people think like, because I did the same thing, right? I was like, oh, dude, I'm off of weed. And then I just went to alcohol. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't make any sense. You know, I just went from one drug that, yes, it was very self-destructive of me to take to a drug that's going to be destructive. I'm going to be destructive. Like, everything around me is going to be destroyed if I keep doing this. So, I don't know. Anyway, this was followed by a sporadic heavy drinking and a lots of fighting, arguing all the way until November 2020 when he finally decided to quit for real because he could tell I was about to leave for good. Since then, he has had only two relapses I know of. He drank one beer each time. However, I struggle badly anytime I leave home. I live in fear uh, that he's drinking when I'm gone, when he knows I'll be gone long enough that I might not notice an, uh, evidence when I get back. I always convince myself I, I, I smell beer on him when I come home. I always think he's drinking behind my back. I can even admit that I might think it sometimes when I, he definitely hasn't. I used to ask him about it, but he started saying that my constant suspicion was damaging to him and just made him want to drink. I don't know how to carry on. I'm going to go back to that sentence, by the way. I know I can't rely on the verbal reassurance of uh, confrontation forever, and I don't know. I and I know that constant suspicion probably does hurt him. I don't know how to let go of my of the anxiety. I can't even go to work uh, for the day without crippling fear, and I don't even think the fear is that he's drinking. It's that he's drinking and hiding it from me. I am also eight months pregnant and have my own mental health struggles that I am. Oh wow, that I am not currently medicated for due to the pregnancy, anxiety, depression, and OCD. So I'm sure all of this is playing a part in this 
and the fear I have about bringing a child into the, this world and what will happen if my husband doesn't recover, I'm really overwhelmed. Yeah, that is a lot to deal with. Um, I wanted to go back to this, right? Uh, but he started saying that my constant suspicion was damaging to him and just made him want to drink. This is going to be really, this might be like a controversial thing to say, but when you have lost the trust of somebody, you're going to be under suspicion. That's just the truth of it. You know what I'm saying? Um, to is to assume otherwise would be foolish, right? Um, you know, there it took a while for for people around me to believe that I wasn't going to be drinking, and I I kind of said some of the same shit, right? Where it's like, oh man, dude, all this all this, these people not thinking, you know, thinking I'm not going to uh, thinking I'm going to just go back to drinking or thinking I'm going to go back to pot smoking is really killing my killing my my natural buzz or you know all that kind of shit. So I had the same thoughts and. But could you blame them? You know what I'm saying? Could could I blame them? No, I don't think I could. If I'm looking objectively at myself from the outside, nah, I, I don't think I could blame them. You know, I definitely have betrayed that thought. You know, I, I there were many times I said I was going to quit smoking. Did I do that? Nope. There were many times that I thought I was going to quit drinking. Did I do that? Nope. And to say, finally, this time I was going to quit drinking, you know, is like, really? You're, no, you're not. There's no way. Uh, and I did, you know, but for them to be skeptical of it, that's fine, you know, and for this woman to be skeptical of it, that's fine too. Like, listen, this, I, th I think in my opinion, this guy needs to grow up, you know, he is about to have a baby. His wife is pregnant and still working and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, he needs to, he needs to step up in terms of like, listen, you know, how can, how can I, cause you guys, you guys definitely need to talk about this a little bit more. Um, he needs to be a little bit more transparent with you. Like, listen, I just want to, how can I prove to you that I haven't been drinking? Is there any way that I can, I can prove to you? Is there any way that I can, I can let you know? Uh, is there, you know, do you want me to call you through certain days? Like, listen, sometimes women need a little bit more assurance of certain things, you know, and sometimes men need certain assurance of things, right? Like I'll give you an example. I don't, I never liked it when my ex went to the clubs. And the minute that fear was realized, you know, because one of her friends tried to, uh, well, we did uh, kiss her, I was pissed. And then another thing happened, and, you know, one of her other friends kissed her. I was fucking pissed. And after a while, you you know, and now I'm in the, you know, because I'm old enough, I'm just like, you know what? There's, like, I'm not, I, I don't want a party person. I don't want somebody that just goes out to clubs and shit, dude. I, I don't even go out, I like, I don't go out to clubs, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, the only time I ever go out is, like, for karaoke, and that's when I'm back in San Jose, which was a little while ago, right? It's not like I just go out and, you know, because, I mean, I'm not part of that life anymore. So I don't really want, like, I know what I want now, and I definitely don't want somebody that's really into that culture. And listen, if you're into that culture, that's fine. I'm sure you can find somebody for you. Uh, that's not what I'm talking about. It, but knowing what your standards are is going to be really key for any long-lasting relationship. L figuring out what your what kind of morality you are. Uh, you have figuring out what kind of political beliefs you have. Cause dude, I, I hear this all the time about like, Oh yeah, you know, you know, I, it doesn't matter what political belief you have uh, when you get with somebody, but if you're a liberal and you have a conservative for a partner and all you're doing is arguing about politics, because believe me, it's going to fucking happen. Guess what? It is going to take a toll on your relationship. But same thing with the morals, right? If you have one person that likes a party and one person that doesn't guess what, that's going to have a strain on the relationship. It always does. So, you know, for, for this, I would say talk about it a little bit more. And this guy needs to man up as well. He needs to take a responsibility of this and 
you being skeptical of him is going to happen. Like you, it's been so like people do sometimes when people do things to other people, they just expect, Oh yeah, well I I just wish you'd just forget about it. I remember one of my friends, he got cheated on and uh, I remember his, you know, his significant other was just like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, I I wish you'd just forget about it. Just, just forget about it. It was nothing. Uh, Very rarely when women cheat, is it nothing? Now with men, it was probably for sex. You know, there is that too. There, there's definitely times where men cheat, uh, where they also, you know, it's it's nothing, and then they end up getting with this person. But with women, especially, I never trust it when they say it's nothing and they cheat. You know, I never, I never trust that shit because typically that means they're going into another relationship. With men, it's it might be because he saw a really hot girl and she said she was into him and he wanted to smash. And not saying that's that's fucking that's still a disgusting thing to do. You're you're fucking disgusting. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, she ended up leaving him shortly after that. So, you know, for, for you to just, for people to just say like, oh yeah, could you just forget about it? It's like, no, no, I can't forget about it. What the fuck are you talking about? You want me to just forget about something that hurt me like this? No, of course I'm not going to forget about it. Um, but yeah, let's do one more post real quick before we head out here. Uh, do any, does any of your uh, significant others open a drink for you when you said you don't want to drink? My boyfriend has been drinking every day for the last 10 days. Most of the days he will have a buzz or, or four beers and I wouldn't notice much. Excuse me. But during the last 10 days, he also did get super drunk twice. I got a new job, so I don't uh, start until the end of August. So I'm off until then on my way, uh, on my way to his house. He asked me to pick him up, uh, pick up anything I want to drink because I'm off tomorrow and he has a light work day. I reminded him that I'm off for, uh, off for the next month. I told him I was good with just plain Gatorade. When I got to his house, he reminded me two or three times that there are alcoholic drinks uh, I can have in the fridge. I told him I'm still good with Gatorade. When he when we were eating dinner, he opened a drink for me and put it in front of me. I didn't drink and asked him why he's trying to convince me to drink. He got all defensive and once again asked, reminded me of my day off. He just asked me again if he can go to the gas station and get booze because he wanted to get weird while watching the game. He can drink whatever he wants. I'll probably just have one or one or half of one. He returned with beer with 9% alcohol. Oh, dude, that's not what I used to do. I want to I want to look good for a wedding coming up, and I don't want to drink an extra 400 calories a day, and I exercise and don't want my body to feel terrible. I left the can in the table and didn't touch it. I remained at the table, and he just put ice in a glass and poured the can into a cup for me. Did your significant other try to pour your drinks too? No, not really. I mean... You know, for anybody thinking weird things, like, oh, he's trying to drug or anything, I don't think it's really that. I think it's because typically, and this is actually what happened when I was, like, at the peak of, oh, okay, I don't, I don't know if I'll say peak, but I was at, like, the, the 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 top of my, like, addiction and shit. You want people around you that are drinking as much as you. You want people that are drunk. You don't want people that are sober. That's, dude, that, that was one of the weirdest things. Like, when you start talking to people as a sober person that are drunk, you start to realize, like, I don't want to be around these people. What the fuck is going on? Like, around a lot of these people? Ugh. Because then you start to see what they're about. But then when you're drunk, you don't want a bunch of sober people around you either. You don't want to, like, what the, what are you doing? So it's weird how it, how being in one state or another makes you realize, like, oh, I don't want to be around this person. So I'm assuming that he probably just wants you to join in his festivities. Now, by the way, I don't agree with this. I, it's, don't, don't, like, don't let him peer pressure you into that. I don't think it's a great idea either. So, you know, for, for me, at least I would say, you know, maybe talk to him a little bit. Listen, if you want to drink whatever you want, that's fine. But I'm trying to keep a uh, weight off for a, for a wedding. Um, and I just want, uh, you know, 
like I said, I, I'm not trying to change you. I'm not trying to change anything. I just want to look good for this wedding, and I don't. I didn't feel comfortable. I just I didn't want to drink this. Uh, so yeah, just try and bring that up to them. You know what I'm saying? Um, and make sure that you're you're upfront with them about this. <clears throat> when he's when he's sober, by the way, not when he's drunk like this. When he's drunk like this, he's gonna there. There are so many different excuses he can make when he's drunk like this. Uh, believe me, I made a lot of them. Uh, so, you know, that, I mean, listen, I, I know, I can't tell you how many people said they were all right. And I just, I would just put a drink in front of them and do all that stuff. I, I did it too, you know, not exactly to my significant other, but uh, you know, and you think you're being nice, right? You think you're, you're kind of, you're doing it because you're, you're being nice. And it's like, oh yeah, I really care about this person. Um, but you're not, you know, you're, you're really not. So uh, it's, yeah. I, I definitely uh, I definitely see where you're coming from in there. That's that's always really tough. But yeah, don't don't ever feel pressured to do anything that your partner is doing, um, unless it is you know unless it's fun. Like if, if your partner wants to go to the museum or something like that, and you don't want to go to the museum, then you know then you can start making sacrifices. But when it's something that you don't want to do and it's like drug related, that's where you should definitely draw the line. So anyway, don't forget, guys, you can check out all things casual in the link tree in the description box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.